0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Flourish. I am your host, Jules.
1: And I'm Nicolette.
0: And we have a wonderful guest on our podcast today.
1: Her name is Julia, and she is a modern meditation teacher and integrative nutrition health coach.
0: Yeah, she is really incredible, and she loves to try to teach women how to maintain a meditation practice that they love in order to fuel their dreams and bring more calm into their life.
1: Don't we all need that? We really do. You guys are going to freak out. Yeah. Um, It's real good. She's an actual dream. And she, this is a great podcast for anyone who doesn't even know where to start with meditation. And you have to stick around Through the whole podcast, because she does also Mm -hmm. guide Mm -hmm. us through a meditation that is so beautiful.
0: Not to mention, she's also a Love Island fan. So she gets extra points. So many,
1: so many (laughs) extra
0: points. (laughs) So without further ado, here's Julia. Hi, Julia. Hello. Welcome to Flourish. I
2: love you both. Uh,
0: We (laughs) love love you.
2: you. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Are we
1: saying your name right?
2: Julia. Yeah. Okay. It's spelled so beautifully. Yes. Yeah. That's the result of hippie parents, but thank you. (gasps) Just
0: the prettier version of my name. It's fine.
2: (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Wait, you say hippie parents? Where are your parents from? My mom is from Sweden, and my dad is from Canada. And when I see say hippie, they're like low key hippie. They're just more like spiritual, mother nature Ooh. type of thing. Um, I love that. Yeah, very healthy foods, but they're not so woo woo. They're like grounded woo woo. If that makes sense. The best, the love best that. mix. Yes. Ah. Yes. Uh, I love that.
0: Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. We have you on here kind of to talk to us today about like meditation and mindfulness and all sorts of goodies.
1: Manifesting.
0: Yes. All the things. So (laughs) tell us about yourself, how you got into all of this, if it came from kind of your upbringing with your parents kind of raising you in that way. We want to hear it all.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'm a meditation teacher and it was something that I found from a pretty young age. I was 16 when I went to my first meditation class and I was there on my own accord. (laughs) No one forced me to go. I was just really drawn to it for whatever reason. And it was one of those things that I did that I just kind of instantly fell in love with. And I had this feeling that it was going to somehow play a pretty big role in my life. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to share. I was 16. You know, I didn't know anything at the time. I just had this, this real drive to share it with others. Um, And like I said, I did have this feeling that I was going to play a bigger role in my life. And flash forward a few years and Alzheimer's entered my family's picture. My dad was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. So meditation just came, or it, it took on a life of its own, really, where I was so interested in the brain and how we spend so much time taking care of our physical bodies, but your brain is the organ that governs it all. And without that, you really lose a piece of who you are. So meditation became this coping mechanism for me to use and practice to navigate this really challenging and honestly, grief filled time in my life. And yeah, I've just found so much joy and love through it. And I'm so grateful for the practice, Um, not only to get to share it with others, but just for all that it's given me and brought me. And yeah, that's kind of how I stumbled into it.
1: Wow. Do your parents meditate or is this something that they do as well?
2: So my mom is big into meditation, and my dad was actually a sports psychologist. Mm-hmm. And so he used a visualization for a lot of the athletes that he worked with to help them visualize um, their races and their competitions to, for optimal performance, basically. So I feel like it was kind of ingrained into my upbringing, just very common, very normal to do visualization very normal to meditate. My mom does it all the time. And so, yeah, I was just kind of around it.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm. So, so cool. And do you feel like learning to meditate at that point when you found out that Alzheimer's was entering your family, has that helped you with the grieving of like, has that helped you work through the, I'm assuming you felt anxious feelings knowing that Alzheimer's was coming into your family. And has that practice helped you with
2: navigating
1: navigating
2: mm-hmm. through that? Definitely. And with meditation too, I mean, it's going to mean something different to everyone. For me, what it is, is really just creating a sense of space in my life. So space from what's going on right now in this moment and what's to come later space between your thoughts and your actions space in every area of your life it just creates kind of like this gap that you can fall into and it's this safe place to come and to just breathe and to be with yourself and process on a really subtle level you know like there's no forcing involved you can't um, speed up the grieving process at all or there's no way to kind of push it away, right? So it's this really gentle, subtle way of moving through your emotions, using your breath and using your mind as a tool to do that and as a vehicle to get there. So it definitely helped me so much. I've never been someone who suffers from really intense anxiety attacks or panic attacks, things like that. Um so so that wasn't something that I necessarily needed to tackle, but kind of just everyday anxiety, um, nervousness, stress, that type of thing. It's definitely helped a lot in my life, but more than anything, I've just noticed that I, the things that happen, I'm way less bothered or I'm way less um, likely to react and out of emotion, out of fear, out of stress. I'm more able to allow things to come to me and just, it is what it is. And one of my favorite quotes is by this um, girl called Pema Chodron, and she says, "We call something good, we call something bad, but really, we just don't know." And so I really try and incorporate mm. that into my life because we don't know, you know, the things that happen to us. We may say it's the worst thing that happened that is going to happen to us in our lives, but you know, months down the line, you don't know. Maybe that thing is going to be a blessing. So, yeah, just being okay with what is is something that meditation's brought me. And it's just so gentle. That's what I love about it. And it's really designed to meet you where you're at. So you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not. You don't have to force anything. It's just so gentle and just allowing yourself to create the sense of space within yourself.
1: I have, I feel like we have a lot of listeners that reach out to us and say, because this has been like a topic people have wanted. Mm-hmm. We've done like our own like an in- intuition podcast, but we didn't really touch much on meditation. And I think people get really overwhelmed with like, what do you, what do you do though? When you meditate, like people like, are, people get too. like anxious thinking of like, how do I do it? It's like, they like make it this like overwhelming thing. Cause they're so unsure of what it looks like. And it can look so different for everyone
2: Definitely. And
1: I like how you're saying it. just, it's just a like a comfy little space
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it, yeah, it doesn't have to be like 10 deep breaths or it doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged with your palms up. Like it's just finding this like very comfy, safe, warm space where you can like melt into for
2: a moment. Oh, I love what you melt into. It's so true. It, and that's yes. exactly what it is, you know, for me and- I don't know. That's what I feel like it's supposed to be. It's just this little cocoon. And you can come into yes. your cocoon whenever you feel you need it. And yeah, there is so much um, confusion around how do I do it? Am I doing it right? A lot of times people come to meditate and they're like, there's no way I'm doing this right. I have so many thoughts. My mind is racing. All Everything in the book is there, but I think there is no wrong way to do it. If you're mm-hmm. sitting and if you're creating that time for yourself and showing up, to try and be still, then you're doing it right. There's so Mm -hmm. many different techniques. Um, Mindfulness is one of the most common ones, and that is so simple in its essence. All you're doing is sitting down and focusing on your breath. So watching your inhale and your exhale and just letting it kind of flow through your body, almost like a wave. And the common theme with all meditations, no matter what different style you're doing, is there's gonna be this constant drifting back and forth. So, you're gonna have your point of focus for mindfulness. Um, for example, your point of focus would be your breath. And anytime you drift away towards thoughts, towards something you said five years ago in that one relationship, something you have to pick up at the grocery store that night, you know, anytime your mind goes, wherever it may go, you just bring it back to your breath. And it will drift and you bring it back and it'll drift and it'll and you'll bring it back. And it's just this constant, it's so simple, you know, it's all it is is a drifting back and forth. And the more you do it, the more you're able to more quickly sink into this uh, space of quiet and comfort. I kind of like to think of it as if you're swimming, I don't know if anyone's listening, loves to swim or be by the ocean.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> So if you're on surface level, it's going to be quiet. There's probably – if you're at the beach, there's going to be people screaming and having fun at the beach. But then if you dive under the water, it's kind of like that mm. quiet, muffled mm. sound, you know, where you're still kind of aware of what's going on, but you're removed from it. And that's what meditation is, I think. It's just I
0: love that slightly melody.
2: removing yourself. Yeah. And mm. it's this quiet.
0: Because I do think people make it bigger – bigger than it is sometimes or Mm -hmm. a lot of the time I think that it's the idea behind meditation um is is changing a bit whereas I think um people maybe especially a little bit with the older generations look at meditation as something only like the real you know hippies Mm -hmm. do or that it's like such a that it's not for everyone and Mm -hmm. When in fact, there's so much like science and like research behind how like beneficial like meditation or simple mindfulness can be, and that it really is a simple practice that you know can be very easy to ease into your day to day life. Mm
2: -hmm. And it you don't need to start by doing half an hour a day. Also, you know you need to make it doable and realistic for you. And if that means doing it for three minutes in the morning then that's amazing, you know, you got to get it in where you can. And if it doesn't feel attainable for you, the likelihood of you coming to come back and meditate every day is going to be really slim. So you have to allow yourself this grace and this ease almost of meeting yourself where you're at every day and not trying to, you know, sit there for 30 minutes when maybe that's not doable for you. You know, it's starting small and, and building your way up.
1: I have to share this because it just is recent that it happened, but I, so I also don't really suffer from like much anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just meditate, I meditate daily, but it's always just as like a practice that I like to do because I feel good while I do it. And I feel like it sets the tone for my day. Um, but I've never been in a situation where I've needed to do it as like a, a, coping mechanism. I've never like been placed in a situation like that. And I just recently had a baby and I I (laughs) we love baby Billy. (laughs) Um I kind of had an emergency situation where I was like told that well we're gonna have the baby right now and we're gonna do a C section and I wasn't planning that. Um but I am like so scared of like all types of surgeries in general. And when I got into the operating room and they like, it's like the strangest situation too. They like lay you down, put the like sheet so you can't see anything, but they like strap your arms down on the sides, like out like this, like straight out. And it's like very barbaric kind of wrong because like, Oh my gosh. It just, yeah, nothing about it's like very comfy. And I immediately started to feel a sense of panic, which I don't typically feel. (laughs) And Colby was like, do you want me to talk to you like through the whole surgery? Like, do you want me to like keep a conversation? And I immediately knew like, Nicolette, you know how to handle this situation. You don't need to talk to anyone. You just need to be mindful and you need to breathe. Like for once in my life, I knew I didn't, no one could help me. Like Colby talking to me or a doctor telling me I'm fine was not going to help me. I needed to be in control of my body and I knew how I could do that. And it was being mindful and through breath work. And I literally just simply, I told Colby, don't talk to me. (laughs) I said, I'm just going to breathe and close my eyes. And all I did was focus on my inhale and my exhale for 25 minutes during the whole surgery. And that is like the simplest thing that you could ever do is just like breathing and focusing on it. But it sent me into a whole other universe. And I was as cool as a cucumber, like so fine. And just like you said, it was so weird because I kept coming into this, like I drift away and then I'd like overhear the doctor talking to to, like the other doctor who was also helping about golfing. I was like randomly hearing their conversation or like the tools making noise, but then I'd like float away and then I'd come back. So it's so the, your analogy of the water is Mm -hmm. so true because it does it like you'll muffle, it'll get muffly and then like, you'll come back and then you'll like pull into it again. So anyway, I was so grateful in that moment that I had learned just simply being mindful. Like you don't have to like learn these like really intense guided meditations to be good at meditating. It's just like, so I like how you said it's so much more simple. People overthink it and -hmm. it can just be as simple as like learning how to be in control of your mind and just breathing and getting yourself to this like Zen underwater feeling.
2: Definitely. And how special is that for Billy too? I mean, he meets his mom and you're probably so much calmer than you would have been, Totally, you know? Totally. Oh, yes. I have chills. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Kate,
1: tell us a little bit about your background as far as um, like certifications go. Like I know Mm -hmm. you, I've seen, I I was on your website and I know you've like done some cool Little certifications?
2: Yeah. So I, when I found meditation, knew I wanted to teach it, I was looking around for teacher trainings and I just could not find them anywhere where I was in Ottawa at the time. And I was like, man, I need to go somewhere where this is more popular and more in the mainstream. So that was obviously California because they have everything there <laughs> in mm-hmm. the wellness space. So I, was listening to this podcast. Actually, I heard through um, the host, uh, the host of the podcast, about this um, one meditation studio in California, and they didn't have a training at the time, so I was just kind of waiting it out, and then their training opened up, so I immediately applied and was on my way to California once I got accepted, which was so much fun for me, and I studied under this amazing teacher whose name is David G., and he's been doing this for so many years. He studied in India at, at all the traditional places, which was so, it was such a blessing to, to learn under him and study under him, so that was what I did. I did a 200-hour teacher, train, teacher training there. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've taken things here and there. I studied integrative nutrition and integrative health, which is so fun. And it's kind of more on the holistic side of things, looking at energetics of food and Mm -hmm. also um, just overall wellness routines and wellness things that you can incorporate into your life for an all-around healthier lifestyle. And yeah, those are kind of my main certifications that I have. That I have under my belt.
1: Do you that. do you currently teach people? What do you like? Do you do one on ones with people? Do you do group trainings? Do you do like virtual? What do you what all do you do?
2: So many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many things. This is really. I just love it so much. And my main thing when I went into this was I just want to be able to support people on their meditation journeys, and I want it to. I I want people to feel like not only am I a meditation teacher that they can come to, but it's almost like I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm going to hold your hand and really get you into a place where you're trusting yourself and you feel more at ease with the things that come up in your life. So feeling supported, feeling held, that's my main intention. And I do one-on-ones, which is so fun because I get to create a customized meditation for you and what you're going through in your life, because this is so different. And this is something that I felt was missing when I first started teaching meditation was this is so awesome. And I love these generic guided meditations, but I would love one that is so specific to me. I want someone to create one for me based on what I'm going through, whether you're a new mom or um, you're dealing with loss of a friend, a family member, or a breakup even, you know, I was like, man, I would love to be able to sit down with people, really chat and and hold a safe space for them while they tell me what's going on in in their mind, basically, and what's going on in their heart and what they feel they need support with so that I can then create this guided meditation that is going to support them in their life that they can use daily. And it's so customized and personalized for them. So that's probably my favorite thing that I get to do just because it's so one-on-one and you just meet the best people. And I feel like they're all my friends, which is so nice. And yeah. yeah, And then I, I have got tons of guided meditations on my website that people can just come to, but the personalized aspect of it is something that I really love. Do you know what's kind of fun
0: is I I've done a few of your meditations from your website leading up to our our podcast today because so I was like I want to get a feel for how she does with her meditating, and you know it's so funny how you talk about like personalizing, um, like a custom meditation for people. Is I was doing I think it was your morning meditation, and at the end of it you. We're like, okay, now let's think of three things that you need to get done today. And I was like, oh my gosh, is she speaking to me? Literally our love language. (laughs) And then you were like, and after the meditation is over, like write them down and on paper so that you can check them off and feel really good about yourself. And I was like, is she here? Is she in my body? So I, was like, <laughs> I didn't know I flew her here. And I loved it. I was so excited. I and I immediately did. I was like, she gave me homework. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I need. And it it felt personal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just didn't really feel like I had listened to many meditations before where I felt like, oh, it was like it all of a sudden it clicked. And I was like, oh, we're we're on a different level here. We're doing this together. Like, she knows me. And that was fun.
2: I'm so happy you felt that way. Yeah, the checking things off. I mean, this is what I wanted. I wanted to create meditations that are really applicable for real life so that you can take what you did in it and really use it. And, you know, I'm like type A personality, so I like to get things done and I... I like it to feel applicable. So I'm just so happy you felt that. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: It it felt like the perfect balance between like being, because before that it was very mindful. It was a, you know, mindfulness meditation where I could just relax and not think about any of the things that I had to do. And then to reintroduce it after I felt like I had a clear mind, it felt like a very good and healthy balance between, Mm -hmm. you know, living normal day-to-day life and, but using my meditation practice for my benefit to help me get through my day better, which Definitely. I really appreciated.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's also thinking about, you know, how do you want to show up in your life? This is a question that I love. How do you want to show up with yourself? How do you want to show up with the people in your life—your friends, your partners, family members? this is about becoming like the brightest, most loving version of yourself or whatever you, whatever the version of yourself you'd like to be is. Um, Yeah. Because I don't know, I think we should all just become these like vessels of warmth and support Uh, and meditation is such a great way to get there.
0: I agree.
1: So I feel like meditation can go all sorts of ways. Like you can use it just for simple mindfulness. You can use it when you're, trying to navigate a hardship or a, something, yeah, something that you're going through, like a breakup or some type of a loss um, or just everyday anxiety. But I also want to touch on, and I read this on your blog as well, that meditation can also be used for like dreaming up your future mm-hmm. And I want you to kind of share
0: manifesting.
1: yeah, manifesting mm-hmm. is the word. Yes. Um, I want you to share your situation as to how you got to Hawaii, because oh, honestly, mm-hmm. literally one of my friends wrote me the other day because I had posted about I was laying in the sun with baby Billy and I was saying how I had manifested this exact moment, like what it would look like to bask in the sun with him. I thought about that almost every day of my pregnancy and now it's happening. And a girl wrote me, one of my friends wrote me on that story and was like, how do I do this? But for my future husband, like how do I (laughs) manifest my future husband? And she was like, I'm being dead serious. So I kind of want you like you, and it's real. you really can do this with Anything manifesting can be used on anything, so I want you to explain and share your story of how you got to Hawaii and how you did it through this exact practice.
2: Yeah, I am also trying to manifest my husband, my Hawaiian husband. (laughs) Hell yeah! Hell yeah!
0: He's coming! (laughs) Oh, yeah! I feel it, I feel that for you.
2: I'll keep you posted. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know. Okay, so my current situation, Hawaii has been something that I've dreamed of honestly, since I was like 10 years old. And I don't know where it came from. It was just one of these things that I always had in my mind where I was like, this is where I want to live. This is where I want to be. I want to be by the ocean. And I want to be able to surf. And I just followed all these girls on Instagram who were so cool. I don't know if you've ever heard of Earthy Andy before.
1: I love her.
2: Okay, guys, I'm living in the same neighborhood as her. (gasps) No, you're not. And I ran into her sister-in-law, mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. So, Earthy Andy, I'm she. So she for
0: you to meet.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'll be able to handle it. Like I th- no. I, I think I would cry. I think my eyes uh-huh. are watering now.
1: <laughs>
2: uh huh. Hey, I know that feeling. And a cancer <laughs> moon. I'm a Cancer mm-hmm. Moon, so this is... Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, same.
2: <laughs> but no, so this is something that I've, I've dreamt of for so long. I had it on all my vision boards. And I don't know. I think just the consistency and how much I thought about it really was one of the main reasons why I'm here now. I found my dream apartment and I was like, okay, I'm just going to come try it out. I, this apartment is literally my Pinterest board. Like it Ugh. could if i show you comparisons between what my pinterest board looks like of my dream home and this place it's it's the it's crazy so there's three things that i can share for manifestation these are things that i use all the time that i really think help so much and they're in and they're in the meditation realm number 1 is a vision board when you have a vision board and you can get the pictures from pinterest i like digital versions just because you can then set it as your desktop screensaver, and as your Mm. phone, like the lock screen on your phone. So that's what I've done for years now. And so every time you open your phone, and you can set a new one, make a new vision board every year, or keep the same one, depending on what you're wanting to manifest. Every time you look at it, you're actually subconsciously programming your brain. So that is so powerful. And it's something so simple. You make the vision board, have a glass of wine, have an awesome time doing it. And then you see it every day and it becomes this effortless way of just reminding your brain in a really natural, non-pushy way that this is where I'd like to be. And then with consistently looking at it, you'll notice that almost by accident, the opportunities start to arise in your life. Like this opportunity here with this place um, that I'm in right now. I just saw a I was looking on Facebook Marketplace in a kind of weird place where um I had sold my my house and I just wasn't sure what I was going to be doing. Found this place. 10 days later, I was here. And so, oh my gosh. yeah, it oh my took gosh. <laughs> it took years to get there. But yeah. it just, when it happened, it happened like that. So vision board is a really good one. Another thing I like to use is life scripting. And this is something that you can use in your meditation as well. But essentially what it is, is you're writing out a script for how you'd like your dream life to go and you're looking at it with as much detail as possible. How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? What does the light look like in the room? What are you drinking for your coffee or what are you eating for breakfast? And then you go through all these stages of your dream day in your dream life. After you write it down, this is the really important part, record yourself and just get over the fact that your, your voice is gonna sound the way it sounds <laughs> and it's beautiful, it's great. <laughs> Record yourself speaking your life script into your phone on the voice memo app or anything like that. And then, and it doesn't need to be long. Like this recording could be two minutes, three minutes, try and have it short that way with as much detail as possible, but still short. That way you can actually listen to it every day. And what I did was after my meditation practices, I would play it in the morning or at night and I would just listen to myself. And it's almost like you're, dream life is already here. It's almost like it's, it's already a reality. And when you can get yourself into that space of feeling and believing that it is already a reality for you, then you're going to attract it that much easier and you're going to draw it in that much easier. So that's another really one, a really good yeah. one to do. Yeah. So life mm-hmm. scripting and, and vision boards, and then just visualization meditations in general, you know, how can you Use your mind as a vehicle to bring yourself to this place where you'd like to be. And you just feel so embodied. Like, really, the key, I think, is to just really feel as if it's happening now. And then not that way you don't have feelings of, oh, my gosh, it's going to take you so long to get there or feelings of defeat almost, because that puts you on a different energetic trajectory um, than where you want to be, which is kind of excited about the future and excited about where you want to go. So it's all about energetics in the sense that when you're attracting something or when you're trying to attract something, you have to be able to be vibrating, not to get too woo-woo, but you have to be able to be vibrating at the same kind of level in order to call right. it in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that.
1: Yeah, I know I I even told my friend, I was like, you need to – Literally, when you are visualizing him, you need to like smell what he smells like. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want him to smell like? Mm -hmm. What do you want his texture of his hair to feel like? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want him to hold you around your waist? Like visual, it's, it's like such a strange concept when you've never done it. But I do think it's so important to do every little detail like to visualize every little detail or write down every little detail. And it makes it that much more real and tangible for you in your future.
2: A hundred percent. And the cool thing too is sometimes things unfold not the way you expected them to. So just an example, on my vision board right now, because I'm trying to manifest my husband, Hi. I have a, <laughs> I have a photo of um, this snowboarder, Mark McMorris, and his uh, girlfriend, Coco. And, um, just because I was like, oh my God, this photo is so cute. So I put it on my vision board and I kid you not biking down the street is Mark McMorris. No, No. what? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, I'm not trying to attract him. Obviously I'm like, so (laughs) happy for him and Coco, (laughs) but I'm just saying, you never know how things are going to unfold. So like it was a sign, it was a sign that I'm doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. It's wild. I love that.
2: Mm -hmm. And how how
1: real is it that like sometimes the those people like if you're if you're trying to manifest your husband, he could literally be the person you pass every single day biking to the grocery store or something. But until you actually let yourself be in a mindful state where you're projecting like what you want Mm -hmm. out into the world, and that that is what you want you literally might not even notice that he is your person until you're allowing your brain to be there and you do it every day. And then you're like, one day your eyes will just like be open and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I've passed you a hundred times and you are my person.
2: But it's funny how
1: sometimes you, you are the one stopping it yourself by not taking the time to manifest it and visualize what exactly you want.
2: Hmm. and sometimes I think that we maybe say we want something but mm-hmm. deep down we're not actually ready for it so maybe that's why it hasn't come yet mm-hmm. and this is something
0: totally
2: I've really noticed this year where there are some things that I want to manifest that I say I want but am I actually open to it if I really get honest with myself mm-hmm. I don't know like I feel like there's still some work that needs to be done and I feel yeah. like there's some areas where I still feel constricted or blocked or in this sense of uh, protection. Like I, I'm in a protective mode of myself and and my energy and, and where I want to put it. So that's another thing to think on mm-hmm. just getting really real with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I say, I want this, but do I actually, and if not, and if you do want it, but something's blocking you, then where is that block coming from or why is it there? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Um, so let's get into like meditation for beginners, just like a meditation one-on-one. Like if someone is like, okay, I've always wanted to try to have like a meditation practice or a mindfulness practice. Like, where do they start? How, what do they do? How do they breathe?
2: Mm -hmm. Like
0: all the things, because starting from nothing is, daunting and mm-hmm. can feel overwhelming. So what is your recommendation for like a very beginner meditation practice?
2: Yeah. So it's going to be different based on your personality type and this is where we talk about personalizing it and really making it work for you in your life. So one of the things that you can do this is so basic, so simple and this is what we talked about earlier of literally setting your timer for 3 minutes and just breathing inhale, exhale, let yourself drift and come out of it. And there's many different ways to breathe as well. So if you feel like you want more of a restorative practice, you can inhale and then try and make your exhales just a little bit longer than your inhales. That's going to stimulate the vagus nerve and it's going to help you move into what's called this parasympathetic nervous system state of rest and digest. And that happens when our exhales are longer than our inhales. So you'll notice when you're sleeping too, and even when a baby sleeps, typically the exhales are longer and that's going to mean deeper sleep and deeper rest. So if you're so exhausted and you just need something to help you relax, help you restore, try when you're breathing to make your exhales longer. And it could be like one or two seconds longer. It doesn't need to be crazy. You can count it if you want, maybe inhaling for three seconds and exhaling for four or five or counting up to three and then counting to four or five. And if you're feeling like, no, I want more energy, I really want to feel energized after this meditation, then you can do the opposite where you make your inhales longer than your exhales. So that's just a really simple tool that you Mm -hmm. can do. Otherwise, if you're just wanting to do a simple meditation, drop the count altogether, drop the length of the inhales and the exhales, and just breathe and follow your own natural rhythm and really know that you are doing it right. There's no possible way you can do it wrong. If you're sitting and breathing, you're going to have thoughts. This means your brain is working. It's not a bad thing. It's something to be really grateful for because your brain is working the way it's supposed to if it's having thoughts. So just let yourself off the hook a little bit. you know. Like It doesn't need to be so intense. Your life is intense as it is. <laughs> just let it be simple and let it be easy. If you are someone who really wants something a little more concrete to hold on to when you meditate, this is where mantra can be a really beautiful entryway. And mantra, we talked earlier about this water analogy. So if you think about being on surface level and then going underneath, A mantra is the anchor that will help get you from surface level to the bottom a little bit quicker. So it's like this this word or phrase that you repeat in your mind silently, and it just drops you right into your meditation. It takes you there quicker, and it gives you something to focus on that may be a little bit easier than the breath for some people. So a mantra Typically, it would be Sanskrit, but for a lot of people beginning, Sanskrit is a little bit daunting, maybe doesn't feel as comfortable for them. So then you can always opt for an English version, and that could be something like, I am at peace. It could be, I feel ease. It could be, may I feel hopeful. Anything along those lines, anything that resonates with you, you can try putting, basically taking the feeling that you want to feel um strength alignment joy relaxation whatever it be and you can put the words i am in front of it or may i be that helps you come into a little bit more of a receptive state and and yeah try that if you're wanting to try sanskrit there's so many cool ones that you can use Um, shanti is one that loosely translates to peace Moksha is one that loosely translates to freedom. And the cool thing about Sanskrit is that we, because it's a language that we're not familiar with, we can sometimes drop a little bit deeper just because we're not thinking necessarily. Let's say we have an English mantra, and that mantra is, I feel at ease. You're not, or sometimes when you meditate, if you're not in the right headspace, you can be thinking then of all the areas in your life where you maybe don't feel at ease. And then that can send you into a spiral. So the thing with Sanskrit is that because you're not familiar with it, you're not having all these random thoughts pulling you in different directions. And it's really used for its vibrational quality of the word itself. And sometimes no meaning is good. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Mantra, really, really easy way to get into it. Just find any mantra that resonates. If you want inspiration, I have tons on my website or I can send you guys some because um, I've got so many ones that you can pull from. But yeah, mantra, whether that's English or Sanskrit based and because listeners may not be familiar with Sanskrit, you can do a quick Google search of different Sanskrit mantras and find one that resonates. Otherwise, just mindfulness, focus on the breath and make it so simple. Guided meditations are great, too, if you're wanting to ease into it, if you're wanting to have a teacher. Sometimes that's a really supportive option if you're feeling like you want to do it, but it just it's too much to do by yourself. And that's totally okay. A lot of people are like that. They're like, no, I just want to sit back, be guided. Teachers going to do their own thing and I just want to follow along. So it just depends on on what you're looking for and what you're craving. Okay, spell
1: the word that you keep saying. I want to say that you're saying Sanskrit.
2: Sanskrit. But
1: oh, tell me Sanskrit. spell it for me because I've never heard of this.
2: Hey, oh my gosh. Here I am throwing the word around. I should have explained it more. <laughs> it's essentially the traditional language that was used when people meditated. So, it's spelled S A N S K R I T. Sanskrit. Oh, is
0: that is that like om? Um, is exactly. Um...
2: Um, in that okay it's in that that's all I know yeah
0: that's the only thing I know I've never heard of this
2: Sanskrit okay Um, Sanskrit mantras are really awesome I love using them I probably use them every day because there is something so special in them and I'm all for making meditation modern that's essentially my whole job it's what I do and it's what I love to do At the same time, I also like when I can kind of honor the tradition of it and uh, dive into that side of the practice a little bit more.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to look into that because that intrigues me and I've never heard of it.
2: I can take you. You want me to take you through a few of them and the English translations? Okay. Yes, Yes, please. There you. I'll I'll share with you my favorites. So. Om is one that you've probably heard of, and this is used, it's essentially the universal sound of manifestation. So for those wanting to manifest their husbands or anything else in their life, if you sit and just repeat the mantra Om silently and internally in your mind, that'll help kind of um, increase your energy in a manifestation sense. So that's a good one to use. Shanti, another one of my favorites. And this is one that is peace and that's what it means. And you can repeat that if you're wanting to call more peace into your life, whether that's peace in terms of um, harmony with your relationship to others or your relationship to self. Shanti, that's what that one is. Another one is Ritam. This is my personal favorite. I'm saying they're all my favorites, but this one is actually my favorite. (laughs) Um, And ritam is a mantra that's used when you want to trust the timing of your life. And it's Mm -hmm. when you want to just have a little bit of faith in the direction that your life is going and when you want to kind of just let things unfold. So ritam, that's a really nice one as well. And those are just a few. There's hundreds and hundreds. So when
0: when I'm saying these in my mind, am I saying them because, you know, like when when you say om um, and it's usually like drawn out it's like om mm-hmm. um, like am i doing this with like shanti uh-huh. like is uh-huh. it lengthened or is it am i just saying it the way that it is said or so,
2: again this depends based on the teacher for myself i just say it as it is ritam 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 om okay. um, om um, om um. but You can change it like as you repeat the mantra, it'll get louder, it may get quieter, it may dissolve altogether. And you'll notice that you're not repeating it anymore. Um, The word could get drawn out or it could just get a lot quicker. It'll change. And just the most important thing is to just let it change. So don't try to force it in any way. But just, yeah, you instinctually know what to do when you meditate. It's just a matter of leaning into that and trusting that and knowing that you're going to get from it exactly what you need. It doesn't have to look a specific way.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, You had mentioned earlier that you like helping people with meditations as far as breakups mm. are concerned. Like what is your advice for meditation
2: with breakups? Yeah. Just giving yourself time and it's not the answer anyone wants to hear but again it's coming back to and and this is for breakups it can be any area of your life really but just giving yourself the space and the time to sit with what is maybe it's not your ideal but it is your reality and it's what you're currently experiencing again we call something good we call something bad we just don't know it may feel shitty it's probably going to feel sh- can I swear at I- yeah, is you a word. Okay, <laughs> is, <that a> <laughs> word? is it a swear word? I don't know. <laughs> well, great. you may feel really bad, but um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it is what it is. So, how can you meet it with love? How can you meet it with a sense of reality and just okay, this is what's happening for me, how can I move through it with ease? And that's just breathing, you know, breathing life and support to the areas where you need it, to your heart, obviously, for breakups. And also your mind, you know, knowing that it may feel like the end of the world, but it's not, you know, you'll move past it. And But really just giving yourself time and space. So for a meditation, if you're going through a breakup, I would start by just, focusing on your breath and honestly you want to just get your mind away from the breakup itself so let emotions be there and process them as they come up but at the same time try anytime your mind starts going towards that final conversation or all the reasons why it led up to the end of the relationship try and bring yourself back over and over again and just let yourself sit in this space of um, what is and just, like compassion for yourself as you breathe through it. You can use a mantra too. Sometimes that's supportive, you know, um, anything like, um, I trust my path or it'll all be okay. You know, if you can flood your system and your nervous system, especially with words of reassurance and speak to yourself kind of like you would your closest friend, then that's a really beautiful place to be. And you're going to find a lot of healing in that. So yeah, just creating the space and sitting down and doing it. Because sometimes when we're going through a challenging time, the last thing we want is to sit down and be with it. We want to be out Mm -hmm. there and running away from it and distracting Mm -hmm. ourselves, right? This is so normal and natural. We've all done it. So if you can bring yourself back to a place of stillness, focus on your breath and just flood your system with these words of, of reassurance, that can be really supportive.
0: That's, I love that you that you say that because it is so true I think it's almost human nature to want to feel like no emotion you know mm-hmm. and like oh that didn't hurt me I'm fine I'm gonna go about my way when in fact if you can sit in it and feel your emotions and name your emotions and and comprehend them I feel like that's when the true healing happens mm-hmm. and so then you'll be better prepared for what's in your path in the future so yeah. I love that you give that advice I think that's perfect
2: Something else you can do, too, is ask yourself, what do I feel I need in this time? What do I need? And you'll probably be met with an answer that maybe surprises you. So that's another thing you can do. And just it's just a time of self-reflection, really.
1: I love that. That's would you like to take us through a meditation so that our listeners can follow along and we can too?
2: I would love to.
0: Okay, Yay. amazing! <laughs> I'm excited. So I'm just, if like, you're to get comfy,
2: get comfy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if you're driving, obviously keep your eyes open. Mm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes Yes. either push pause or keep your eyes open please
2: <laughs> yeah just a disclaimer yes, thank you for that mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and if you're walking you can do this while you're walking as well just like follow along but keep your eyes open.
0: yes hot girl walk while meditating mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great a thing. add to
2: it it's absolutely mm-hmm. um all right yeah let's do it so you can just get super comfortable wherever you're at sit lie down doesn't matter what it looks like and when you get to that place, you can gently start to close down your eyes. And just start to breathe here. So right away, noticing how your breath is moving through your body today. And just let your shoulders drop down a little bit more. Feel lower half of your body, get heavy towards the ground beneath you. Just kind of let gravity do its work as you allow yourself to rest here. Continuing to breathe In and out through the nose, really nice, gentle rhythm of breath. As you sit here, maybe notice how you feel. The energy that you've been carrying today or maybe the mood that you've been in. Once you've done that with every breath, just seeing if you can kind of neutralize that energy, bring it down so that you come into a place of groundedness. As you sit here with your breath, you just allow a sensation of peace to find you. Let it wrap around you almost like a blanket. Maybe calling to mind anything you'd like to bring into your life right now in the form of a feeling. So maybe that's happiness. Calm. Alignment, whatever you want. Going with your gut, maybe the first thing that popped into your head. Working with that here. So as you inhale, breathe in that feeling. Visualize it coming into your body, your mind, your heart. Really breathing it in. As you exhale, just release. Let it go. Breathing in that feeling, the thing you want to call in. And breathing out. Let that go. Breathing in the feeling and breathe out, let that go. Continuing just like that. Anytime you get pulled away, just gently bring yourself back. Inhaling what you need in this moment. And exhaling anything that no longer serves you. Gently pulling yourself back in. One last time, breathing into that feeling that you'd like to invite into your life. And then letting it go. Trusting that it's made its way into exactly where it needs to be. And still keeping the eyes closed. If you want to, maybe float a palm to rest over top of your heart. And just feeling the really slight rise and fall of the chest. Noticing if there is any armor, any blocks surrounding the heart right now? If so, seeing if you can drop that armor one inch, maybe two. Maybe thinking on one thing, one action step you can take today to really bring that feeling into your life in a more concrete way. One activity you can do, one conversation you can have, Committing to that action step here. Let's breathe in all together. And breathe out. Thanking yourself for showing up, for creating a bit of inner space. And as you move through the rest of your day, I hope you feel held and I hope you feel supported. So you can really slowly start to wake yourself back up. Opening the eyes whenever you're ready and coming back. <laughs> oh, I was comfy. I know that was nice. <sighs> <laughs> I love meditating
0: with you guys. Uh, We love it too. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for doing this with us today and enlightening all of us on meditation and mindfulness,
2: manifesting in
0: all its many ways. Mm -hmm. And we really appreciate it so much.
2: I'm so grateful. It was so great getting to chat to you all and yeah, just so grateful.
1: Do you have some favorite resources that you can share with our listeners?
2: Totally. I love how after meditation we're all calm and like. Oh, we're like talking different. slow. Yeah. Slow. Um, yeah, I know for sure. So resources, if you are looking for an app, um, one that I love is Insight Timer. It's a free app. There are so many guided practices on there. I have some meditations on there if you want to check those out as well. But there's so many amazing teachers on Insight Timer and it's free, which is really nice. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a great app. Um, Another thing, if you're looking for a book is When Things Fall Apart, um, Heart Advice for Difficult Times. That's probably the number one meditation book it's one that I always come back to I revisit it all the time every time you read it there's something different that you can take away from it and in it it's not necessarily focused on meditation but there are so many different meditation practices and that's a book by Pema Chodron so that is a really great book if you're looking to just read more into meditation in specific um, loving kindness based meditation which is something that we didn't get too into today. But um, yeah, that's really great, really great book for that. And apart from that, I've got tons of guided meditations on my website. So if you resonated with anything and if you want to practice more, you can always connect with me there. I'm so happy to chat. If you have any meditation questions or just anything that you're going through that you'd like a bit of support on in the meditation and mindfulness realm, I'm always more than happy to chat and hopefully support you in finding the right meditation practice for you. And that's just on my website.
1: Don't you have um, some free, I think I saw, do you have like a free course or a workshop or something? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So I have a free five-day meditation challenge that's on my website and you'll see it right away. So you can go um, sign up for that and every day I'll send you an email in your Inbox, obviously, <laughs> and uh, you'll get a meditation every day. So you can just click it in the morning, do your meditation, and that's for five days, and it's totally free. Um, I also have a specific anxiety relief meditation, and it's ten minutes, also free. It's so great for anyone who suffers from anxiety. And honestly, if you just have like a knot in your stomach, you know, sometimes we get those. Mm-hmm. It's really great mm-hmm. for dissolving that and. Um, And yeah, just hopefully moving yourself into a place of feeling a little bit more relaxed and calm and a little bit more at ease. So that's another thing.
0: Perfect. And we have your your website and your Instagram links that we'll make sure to save in our show notes Mm -hmm. for people so they can have easy access.
1: Mm -hmm. Tell us what your Instagram is right now though, just in case people want to search you right this second.
2: Instagram is Julia Orlick Meditation. And my name is Julia, like Jewelia, J-E-W-E-L-I-A, like a jewel, Yeah, <laughs> Stunning.
0: Yeah. Love. <laughs> well,
2: before we release
0: you, you may know that we usually ask our guests a special question, which is, <laughs> what makes you unique or stand out or special in your field?
2: Mm. It's a great question. I think my ability to listen and just be an observer is something that i'm really proud of and something that i think makes me a little unique and special i never feel the need to like even coming on these shows i I love talking and stuff i'm also such a natural observer and watcher of people that there's so much to learn through other people which is why i like working one-on-one but yeah just my ability to listen and hold space i'd say Even though I'm teaching meditation, there's so many times where I just want to listen to what you have to say. And uh, yeah.
0: Amazing. Mm -hmm.
2: That is
1: a
0: beautiful quality. It is.
1: Thank you. Uh, Well, thank you so much. We love
2: you. This is awesome. I love you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also have to plug that I noticed that you're also a Love Island UK lover. Uh, Do you
2: guys... Do you guys watch Love Island UK? Oh, 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 you
1: don't even understand. Like, we talk about it. It's it's our life.
2: We're yeah. We're deep. How did I miss this? Okay, (laughs) what this is this needs to be a whole other podcast. (laughs) Who are your? Are you watching the new season right now? Yes, yes. Yes. Who are your favorites? Okay, I'm three episodes behind. I'm three episodes behind. Okay, okay. okay.
0: Okay. I won't won't ruin a thing.
2: (laughs) I. Literally
1: did not like Ekansu and Davide at the beginning, and Honestly. I don't know why I'm obsessed with Same. them and their Same. relationship right now.
0: Same. Same. I'm like, I watch them and I'm grinning. I'm giggling when they like play I'm, fight. Yes. Oh, ah! I'm like giggly, and J- JP will wa- he'll be like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, nothing. I'm just it's it's Ekansu and Davide.
2: Ekansu and Davide. I at the beginning I was like, "Get her out. It's drama. Yeah. I don't want this. I don't want this."
0: In one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm i i'm rooting for them i want them to win i i am obsessed i'm obsessed with them they are mm-hmm. so funny and you're watching the tv and you're just laughing and
1: totally so yes.
2: entertaining okay She'll who was your like out of all the islanders who has been your favorite ever like all seasons
0: oh oh, oh, oh molly oh. yes oh but was yes, the other one yes that we love um that was so funny mora mora good <laughs> Maura was everything Mora was so good wild absolutely wild I loved her so much oh my um, gosh and then yes
1: Molly, Molly and, and Tommy. Tommy and then the other one
2: oh Millie
0: Millie
1: and
2: Liam okay guys so okay I love Millie and Liam don't get me wrong but when okay. I so I watch this with my sister and when the guys mess up in Casa Amor like I my know. sister is no remorse like she's like oh no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like no well second chances. Great. Like they're done.
0: Great. Okay. <laughs> so fair. what Very did fair. you
2: what did you think of because he obviously did all that mm-hmm. stuff with yeah, Li- yeah. Lily, right? Is, was that her yeah. name? Yeah. Yes. So what do you feel about what do you feel about that? Like, I, did it change your yeah. perspective of him and their relationship?
0: You know what? I forgave him pretty quick.
2: I did. Yeah. Too. I feel like I I did as well.
0: Stop! I forgave him really. I was like, oh no! Like he was just being so. He was trying so hard. Yeah. You yeah. See how gutted he was.
2: True. But I
1: I also feel like she deserves like way more.
0: Okay, but they're mm-hmm. happy, aren't they? They're, no, they just no, they just up. broke up.
2: What? Yeah. I'm... They just no. announced it. Oh, and okay. well, it was I pretty much stop. after the exact same situation happened with page and Jax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when they announced their breakup. I mean I feel so bad though. So. Totally. <gasps> Rooting for any like I root for any relationship. Like I want them sure. all to work.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But wow, I didn't know that they'd broken up. That's news to me. That's yeah. a new tea. Recently. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we have to think about that.
1: Who's your favorite of all time?
2: I love Camilla and Jamie. Like they, I just, I oh, love I Camilla. I'm
0: like, who are we talking? Oh my to? gosh,
2: they just had their second baby, season, season, uh, what season I'm four?
0: With
2: with Chris and Kem. Hold on, Wait. guys, Wait. Camilla, come Wait. on. Who are
1: we? Camilla and who? Oh, we're Googling. Camilla and Jamie. Camilla
0: and Googling because we have to know immediately.
1: Love Island, UK.
0: I don't know
2: these people. Wait, what? what? I don't know these people. Wait, did you watch I it was season three or season four? Did you watch th- one? So <gasps> no.
1: Stop it. So now I have to watch we another season. Wait, now wait.
2: this, this season is the best season because you don't know who Chris and Kem are? Chris and Kem from this No.
1: <laughs> wait, <laughs> so I, okay, I have great. homework.
2: No, truly. Yeah, no, you do oh my gosh
1: it's great See, they're, they're like a thriving family they are they thriving are
2: oh and her personality, and she just had such a rough go in there and uh-huh. then this guy came in and the producers obviously obviously like sent him in exactly sure. for her would love when that sure. happens Yeah, Honestly, we do love. We do. If, if i didn't teach meditation i would want to be a casting director for love island
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that not all of our alternate dream that is careers?
2: amazing yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that's also my alternate dream career as
2: well. Well, and they have the US version now, which is just truly not the same. Like, story, I said it, it's not the same. I can't watch it. No
0: it's bad i I watched the first episode of this newest season and then i think it's only available on like peacock yeah Yeah. which i don't i don't know anything about so i haven't gotten any farther no
2: i like maybe if they hired me i could go in and like try and do something for all of us like i could try and make it work please yeah please i love that please this is okay, cool. season, So, is it season three or season four? When you googled that, Chris and Kem were on and Camilla and Jamie. I think it said season four. It was season four. four. This is the best season because my favorite Islanders of all time, Chris and Cam. They're two guys, but they just had this bromance and they make you laugh Ew. so much. And it's it's like the real thing. You know, sometimes it's a little forced, yeah. but like they are so natural, hilarious. You're laughing every episode. Love oh my I gosh, this season way is way my it. favorite
0: like how, how did we're we miss this like this is embarrassing don't be embarrassed for no. us.
2: don't be embarrassed
0: um, we are like we really you know pride ourselves on our love island knowledge <laughs> yeah so this is you know this is a big it's a big deal, deal. Us, yeah. no, I'm very excited I'm, if really, anything
2: we are like 60 yeah. episodes to watch
0: Can't if anything
2: wait. I'm jealous that you haven't watched it yet
0: isn't that the truth <laughs> yeah. isn't that the, so the truth when I recommend Love Island to I'm like, you don't, like, you don't know any, like, I'm so jealous you don't know anything. Like, you have like, so many funny. episodes you get to watch. Yeah. So many.
2: Ain't and it's, it takes over your whole summer. It's all I do. Every night, I've got a date with Love Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, fun. Okay. Can't think of a better way to end the episode, Yeah. Like, yes. Same.
2: Yes. Same. Well, I'm rooting we for Ekene and David. Now we will do
0: even more. Yes, yes, we
2: are rooting. I'll text you guys when they win. And yes, yes. yes please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Love you. Guys. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.